Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January 1st, 2023. It is a new year. Same me, same podcast. Not much changed. Um, I hope, hope that you had a good uh, transition from 2022 into 2023. Um, hopefully this episode is finding you well and good and high spirits. Hopefully you're merry and bright, all that. Uh, let's see, as for me, how was my New Year's? A little personal news corner. It was good. We had a good time. We had fun. Uh, we can also talk a little bit of food, food corner while we're at it. Let's see, let's see. What did I eat? I went to a little pub, like Irish style pub called um, Dingle House. I think it's Irish, Scottish. I think it's Irish, whatever. Um, but uh, what did I eat? Well, we can start with what I drank. I drank a couple of brews. There were like, um, well, is it IPAs? I really feel like it was IPA. But um, I got it from, it was an urban artifact called, beer called Teak, which is pretty good. And then I also got uh, Three Floyd Zombie Dust, which was good. And then I got Buffalo Hot Wings, Bone In. And I got onion rings with that and pretzel bites. So it was good. I was very well fed. Also, there was a, at the party, there was also some more food, little sna- um, like charcuterie board, whatever, little um, veggie tray, stuff like that. Um, there was a buffalo dip, which is, you know, very common at parties. But it's something that's really sunk in for me over the past maybe like two years or so. And that is that, like, man, buffalo dip is, like, such a key thing in the Midwest. I don't know, maybe, I'm sure it's, you know, in other places, yes, but in the U.S., buffalo dip is just so good. We, we go crazy over that. And I and I think, like, oh, yeah, you know, buffalo dip, all right, cool, you know, something to, you know, dig your chest. But it's, it's almost like a blood-in-the-water thing. Like, once I get, like, one good, you know, scoop and a taste, as long as that buffalo dip is good, it's not weird or anything, I'm in it. So... Overall, really good food, you know, experience for me over the past 24 hours or so. Yay. Yee. Um, let's see. Like I said, overall, really good New Year's. And um, I'm really excited to get into this year and see what happens. Um, it's nice to kind of just chart the changes week to week. So, you know, here we are in a new year. Um, thanks for being here with me. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Um, so that's the good news. You know, we got the clackers, we got the, you know, kazoos blowing, everything. Um, let's get into, I guess, yes, some bad news. I usually hold off on the obituary stuff. I, I kind of got a little bit like bummed out doing it. So I wouldn't cover it as often unless it was like a big name, big person. But a weird thing that kind of happened, or maybe I just noticed whatever, uh, there was a lot of deaths, like, over the week. Now, here, I'm just pointing out, like, maybe about seven of them, but it was just weird to have this kind of cluster, you know, it was just a weird vibe, and also, you know, obviously, every life is important, and, you know, definitely, I feel bad for the people that I do wind up missing on the obits, because, you know, they matter and stuff like that, but um, just wanted to kind of do a little bit of a rundown, and there's going to be maybe some I cover a little bit more so than others. Um, let's see. Starting off with um, 
one I got from Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, reggae artist Joe Mirza Marley, grandson of Bob Marley, uh, died at 31. Um, I believe that the cause of death was not known, or at least wasn't presented as of this article. Um, trying to think here. But this is uh, the son of Stephen Marley and then the grandchild or grandson of Bob Marley. Um, also, I found out was that the other day... Uh, Jeremiah Green, who is, I believe, yeah, the drummer for Modest Mouse, um, died at 45 uh, after a battle of cancer. Uh, that's a bummer. I actually got to see Modest Mouse, uh, I want to say about like five, six years ago, maybe a little bit more than that. But really, you know, great band. Um, you know, sad to hear about that. Uh, also, there was, uh, and I got that one from TMZ. Then from Reuters, Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters, dead at 74. Um, she died of cancer on Saturday. Um, so, you know, that's sad. Um, amazing singer, amazing artist. Uh, then there was uh, Keenan Cowhill. Cowhill? Keenan Cowhill, I think. Uh, Yoohoo. YouTube lip syncer dies at 27. Um, I believe he had a, um, a syndrome called, uh, Mar Maritos Lemais syndrome, a condition that causes organs to enlarge among other s symptoms, um, for which he received frequent treatments and underwent several surgeries. Um, he was supposed to go a open heart surgery, uh, this month, um, but yeah, he passed away. I got that from CNN. And then let's see here. Then there was, um, you know, the Brazilian soccer legend Pele dies at 82. Um, definitely sad, you know, see him go. A really big loss in terms of just the space. But I mean, um, he's always going to be remembered for sure. I, I don't think that his legacy is ever really going to fade in the soccer world and fo football world, depending on, I guess, where you are. Um, but, um, he was born Ed Edson Arantes do Nas Nascimento. Um, but yeah, he was fighting cancer and then he also had gone to the hospital for like a respiratory thing. And, um, you know, he lost his, um, you know, lost his battle with, with those things. And, you know, it is unfortunate, um, but it is, and, you know, I always, something I do think about this is when you do get to those points where you're just going through so much, it can just definitely be just, I, you know, at least from what I imagine, just to release it, at least just be done with that. Um, so, you know, definitely though, but, you know, condolences to the family, um, friends. Um, let's see. We also have, also from CNN. Uh, Vivian Westwood, fashion designer and style icon, dies at 81. I believe uh, she died of natural causes. Um, you know, she was surrounded by family, which is always a good thing to hear. Um, in her home in London on Thursday. Um, let's see. Now, I didn't really know Vivian Westwood before. I will say that that's kind of a name that I've heard, but didn't associate it with anything really. But you know, seeing some of her fashion. 
and this is stuff that she's really a part that she was like really like a part of it's really cool to see someone who is really bringing like new wave and punk and like putting it on a runway um seeing someone do that for the first time i imagine would just be so mind-blowing and it's still mind-blowing to see her looks you know throughout time even in like more modern recent times um i was listening to bbc and they told a story of and she said she was a vegan and um but there's a story that um they were going out to a chicken spot and she said hey bring me back your chicken bones and she was going to use those chicken bones and kind of like sew them into fabrics and stuff like they were pearls and stuff like that and like that's just such a cool like neurally style like just i don't know i thought that was really cool to hear someone just applying anything and everything they could to kind of make a point and and really speak up and express yourself like with fashion i think it's always really fucking cool so definitely the world will miss her um and then let's see here uh, the last person on the list, uh, ABC News, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, has died at the age of ninety-five. Now, um, he died at his home in the Vatican. Um, you know, once again, I think he died. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but we'll say natural causes. But um, I don't know. On this one, I don't want to be rude, speak ill of the dead. I know I've done that before. Um, religious figures are weird, right? I, I don't really associate much of my religion to the Catholic religion, you know, growing up. So I don't really feel a way here. It's not like this guy personally affected me one way or another, but, um, it, it is a little bit weird. Some of the stuff, you know, he's, you know, said and done, um, maybe not so much the best, but he has made some apologies and strides and that's good. Um, I know one notable thing was he was a Nazi at one point in his life. Now, I think him and his family have come out and said, like, we did that under duress, yada, yada, yada. Though, I mean, he started as, like, a Hitler youth and then wound up even becoming a soldier. So, I mean, I don't know. This is awkward. That's weird, right? Um, but, I mean, he's, you know, kind of come under scandal for, like, other things. But more or less, he has been a hardline, you know, I guess what some would say a lot would say it was a good Catholic and practiced it and, you know, really wanted to uphold those values that, um, the Catholic church really espouse. So yeah, I don't know. Also, I think this was a weird thing too. And I will give him credit for was he kind of knew that it was his time to step down. And instead of just writing it out for his whole life, he said, no, let's get someone in who has their faculties. Let's get my replacement and, you know, I'm going to retire. And so, you know, we had literally technically, it was really only one pope. Pope Francis replaced him, but he was allowed to wear his rose, wear white. He was allowed to live in the Vatican. Um, they didn't kick him out. So it was almost like they had like two popes because he was still writing and talking, doing stuff. So kind of interesting. Yeah, it, it is a big moment. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there are people out there who are mourning this now, you know, but they, you know, I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him do that. I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him mourn. Um, let me take a break and then we got a little bit of a three, three spots and then we can, we can move along with our days. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
Okay. Now, I got this article from actually Bloomberg. Oh, wait, maybe are they going to work for me here? Are we, are we in? Yeah, we're in. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, what is the title? Virgin Islands sues J.P. Morgan for facilitating Epstein abuse. So, um, this is a um, suit that is filed by the victims, um, or at least it's similar to suits filed by the victims. Um, oh, hold on. Sorry about that. That was a weird ad that popped up. <laughs> Um, but let's, let's see. The U.S. Virgin Islands is suing J.P. Morgan Chase and Company for turning a blind eye to former client Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking on his private island there. Um, let's see. The USVI Attorney General Denise George said her suit um, filed Tuesday in Manhattan Federal Court was part of an ongoing effort to hold accountable those who facilitated Epstein's activities. Epstein brought many of his victims to his villa on Little St. James, the private island he owned. Now, um, I, I want to say yeah, there's a Netflix documentary on Jeffrey Epstein, and I do believe that they cover that island stuff a little bit. Um, I'm sure if you do some research, you know, via YouTube or whatever on the internet, you can find more info on that. But, um, I mean, yeah, it's a notorious situation. I mean, literally... Epstein had this whole island bought up to the point that he would land on the runway. The whole fucking, like, um, carpet, red carpet would be more or less rolled out for him. Um, everyone's going to turn a blind eye, staff, security, whoever is there. They do not care who's coming on and off this plane, um, whether it be a celebrity, whether it be, you know, whoever girls they don't pay attention to that they're paid to more or less just take the bags you know say hi hello escort them when they need to go and that's it and i mean it's one of those situations where like i said money is the thing that made this all happen and naturally you can tie that money back to banks back to people and therefore you wind up landing at jp morgan when it comes through epstein so i think you know naturally since we're in the situation where we definitely can't you know fully see epstein um you know face his crimes and really face justice because of the whole situation um you know the tendrils kind of move to try to and i, and I think and don't get me wrong even if Epstein was alive, whether or not he got off, would get off of this shit, I do not think he would have at that point. But, like, the, the this would have happened, I think, inevitably. I think, you know, with Jelaine Maxwell, I think with, yes, now with, you know, the J.P. Morgan suit. And granted, J.P. Morgan hasn't really um, spoken up. They've declined to comment. But, um, you know, I think these things were inevitable. Um, let's see, let's read a little bit more here. According to the suit, J.P. Morgan concealed wire and cash transactions that raised suspicion of a criminal enterprise whose currency was the sexual servitude of women and girls in the Virgin Islands. Uh, George also claims J.P. Morgan's willingness to do business with Epstein unfairly enriched it at the expense of other banks. Oh, excuse me. Um, so, I mean, this is a little interesting thing. I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to go. 
Uh, I kind of just want to get a toe hole here, here to kind of, you know, say, hey, well, let's let's put a pin in that and see what happens. Uh, I, I got to be honest with you. I kind of thought, hey, you know, after Maxwell was in jail, we were going to see what was going to unfold there. And that was more or less the end of the arc, right? But uh, it's good to see that we are going after, you know, the Andrew Charles. We're going after the J.P. Morgans. I mean, you know, at least the company, whatever. Because um, I think it's the best thing that you can do in the situation is to just get as much justice and as much view on this shit. I know it can seem tiring. I know it can seem like, well, shouldn't this be over? Should we just move on? Like, no, because these people still exist. Like, one way or another... People are going to try the shit again and again, one way or another. All these people who have money and just n nothing to do with it, they come up with this just the most depraved, evil shit. And I think holding people to account and trying to make sure that justice is done as best you can is the only real deterrent. Um, you know, oh, gosh. Um, actually, I'm really glad here. I almost missed a death. And thank you, actual um, commercials and stuff. Barbara Walters also died as well. Hold on, I'm going to audible here. Barbara Walters. Whoops, this is a little bit of a freestyle. Middle of my podcast. But yes, um, she died as well. She died at 93. I'm just going to go ahead and click on CNN here and just read a quick blurb. Like I said, it, it just, there were so many. And it was one of those things where like, one of my, my friends are telling me, you know, hey, Merc Mercury's in retrograde. And I'm like, and that always gets me because then I look at my life and I see all the things that are wrong. And I'm like, ah, it's because of this. Um, let's see. Barbara Walters, the pioneering TV journalist whose interviewing skills made her one of the most prominent figures in broadcasting has died. Uh, her spokesperson confirmed to CNN. She was 93 uh, she passed away peacefully in her home, surrounded by loved ones. She lived her life with no regrets. Um, yada, yada, yada. There's more stuff there. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I don't want to come off as disinterested in Barbara Walters. I think, you know, a woman making good strides in journalism is really cool. I will say what I heard a blurb, though, of her interview with, like, um, Monica Lewinsky. And I don't know. I mean, she did a good job overall, but, like, she did, the way she ended it was just, like, more or less, like, putting a nail on like yeah like she's made like the biggest mistake of her life and it's like that just seems so rude and so mean and i, I know i'm missing maybe focusing on one thing but it, it can kind of be the thing that i hate about journalists in a lot of ways even though i do love journalism it's part of the reason i do what i do um is that when you're on these big scales it almost feels like you have to hit certain notes like I don't know if that's the powers that be or if that's just reflexive reflexive energy from you and you just do it. I don't know. But like it always just makes it feel disingenuine. Like you're not treating the person you're interviewing or you're not treating the thing that you're doing as like real people are involved here. Um, and sometimes it's about the spin or it's about the sell or whatever. And that can kind of bug me, kind of bother me. But, um, you know, definitely flowers and, you know, Props to uh, Barbara Walters. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's let's keep going though. I kind of had to stitch that in there, um, but yeah, thank you, ABC News, coming in clutch. Um, but yes, from ABC News, three police officers near Times Square injured in machete attack on New Year's Eve. So um, this was not something I had on my 2023 bingo card. God damn it, I can't stop. I can't stop it. 
I'm sorry. Um, but um, yeah, so it's potentially um, looked at as a um, terrorist situation, but that's only because, um, let's see, the 19-year-old who was, um, you know, allegedly involved, you know, the person who you know, did the chopping, um, they made posts that, you know, indicate like Islamic radical radicalization. Um, sources told the ABC News. Um, but essentially, the 19-year-old came up to one officer and then just took the machete. And I think it's also, to be more specific about what kind of, like, blade it is, it's a Gurkha knife, I believe that's how it's pronounced. But he took the blade and chopped, you know, swung and hit one officer, you know, directly on the head. And then proceeded to swing on two others. And, um, you know, they were injured as well. I think he got them, like, both in the head. Um, but then... One officer was able to shoot him in the shoulder, and um, they were able to, you know, apprehend him and defuse the um, incident. I don't believe that the suspect's name has been um, released, um, and the exact motives are still under investigation. So, you know, that was a little spicy, you know, thing that took place in New York. Um, over the weekend, over the new year. Um, let's see here. And some other news we got from NBC News. Ringleader of Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, kidnapping plot sentenced to 19 and a half years in prison. Um, so that is Barry Croft Jr. And then also, I believe it is Adam Fox. Um, he was sentenced to 16 years in prison. Um, Adam Fox is 49. Barry Croft is 47. Um, you know, we've kind of gone into the details of this case over time. I don't really want to belabor it too much. Um, but these guys were essentially trying to cook up a plot to kidnap Gretchen Wickmer and, um, like, overthrow the government. Essentially, they were just mad about some COVID shit at the time. And um, they were really popping off about it, seeming like they were really getting ready. And someone um, who was involved in this little group that was formed was like, this is way too hot. They got the feds involved. Um, and, you know, they, you know, uh, multiple people were apprehended in this group. So, you know, we've been kind of covering it along the way. These two guys are like the big wigs, the top dogs of it. And they've kind of gotten the top sentences to uh, match. So, um, you know, I say justice is served here. I know there's you know a few ways to look at it conspiratorially or whatever. But um, at the end of the day, these guys were goofing so hard. They were really going to make it a reality, I think. Um I think when you do this kind of extremism, you're really trying to arc yourself up, the people around you up to just do it. And then it just happens. And you hope that the best happens from, and you get the outcome you wanted. But either way, this should have never happened. And someone really could have gotten hurt or killed. And like, it's, it's, and not to mention, it's extremely traumatic. I, I could not imagine, you know, waking up one day and realizing that there are people out here who, you know, not only do they not like me, they want to literally kidnap me and or shoot me in the fucking face. 
um, over more or less like face masks and shit like that and vaccines. Like, I don't know, man. Shit's crazy as fuck. It's a crazy world. That hasn't changed, and I don't think it ever will. But, um, excuse me. I appreciate you guys hanging out for another episode. Um, it's been an amazing fun time for me. Like I said, I'm excited to uh, go into this year kicking, swinging, and uh, screaming. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys listening, you know, along the way. And I hope that you continue to. Um, and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.